The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends. Why are so many people dying of cancer today, of heart disease, and of so many other ailments? Think about it. Doesn't God himself care about all these human beings? Think of the untold thousands of cancer patients in hospitals, in clinics, or in nursing homes. Often the doctors give them virtually no hope for a long life. It is often like a death sentence. Though medical science can sometimes add a few more weeks or months of human existence, often very painful and unpleasant existence, premature death usually result if someone has a full-blown case of cancer, the Ebola virus, or AIDS. My friends, is the God of the Bible unable to intervene to heal these suffering people? My friends, if you truly believe in the true God, the God of the Bible, then open your minds and open your ears and listen to what God tells us in His inspired Word. Stay tuned. My friends, this book, the Holy Bible, is the Creator's instruction manual for His people, the people who are willing to listen. Most people in this world are spiritually blinded from knowing the full truth of the Bible. But if God is opening your mind and your heart, listen to what God tells us in His inspired Word. Listen and open your mind. Again, Luke 4, 4 tells us, Jesus Christ said, man shall live by every word of God. We're to learn to do what God says, to follow the examples of the Bible. By the way, my friends, go get your Bible. Don't believe me. Believe the inspired words that are right in your Bible. We prove what is in the Bible on this program. We don't just say the Bible says you'll all go to heaven. The Bible says this. The Bible says that, which it does not say at all. Frankly, if you understand what I'm talking about, we tell you what the Bible says, and we tell you to look there and prove it. Prove these things yourself from your own Bible. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew 4, verse 23. Here's the beginning of Christ's ministry. Now Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. You see, all kinds of diseases didn't make any difference. Those diseases don't make any difference to God. There are no incurable diseases as far as God is concerned. Let's understand that. How big is your God? They brought these people with all kinds of torments and diseases, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. This is Christ who was an example. And remember, God tells us in the book of Hebrews that Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Look it up in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ works through his human ministry, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Hebrews 13, verse 8. Now notice Jesus' teaching here and the example of what he did do back in Matthew 10. Turn to Matthew 10 now and beginning in verse 1. And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he, Christ, gave them power over unclean spirits, over demons, to cast them out and to heal all kinds of disease and all kinds of sickness. Again, it didn't make any difference. He healed every kind of disease and sickness. He told them in verse 6, Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you preach, say, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. That's what he told them to do. The three things Jesus always told his disciples or his ministers to do, number one, preach the gospel, number two, heal the sick, Number three, cast out demons. Healing is an integral part of the gospel because healing is a sense, in a sense, the forgiveness of sin, the forgiveness of physical mistakes and, and taking bad care of our bodies. And God forgives that through the stripes, the suffering Jesus went through, and he heals us supernaturally. But was healing just for the apostles? A lot of preachers say, oh, that was just for the apostles because they don't believe in it and they don't practice it. No way. (laughs) That was not just for the apostles. Notice back in Luke chapter 10. This is the inspired word of God also. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. 35 teams of two young men each and sent them out all over. And he sent them into every place where he was to go himself, two by two. So 35 teams. He said in verse 8, whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Verse 9, and heal the sick. That's what he told them to go out. Heal the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. So he told them to heal the sick and to preach the gospel. Those things were always together. Didn't mention demons. Did they cast out demons? Yes, verse 17 shows they did. Notice verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. This 35 teams of young men sent out two by two. They healed the sick and they cast out demons. And they were not even ordained as far as we know. The Holy Spirit was not yet even given until Pentecost after Christ had died and ascended to heaven. But God used them at that time. And again, Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what about our day, my friend? Notice Matthew chapter 24 now. Matthew 24 called the Olivet Prophecy. And in verse 3, the disciples came privately saying, Tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Christ begins to describe things one after the other that were to happen. One of them, the first one, was bewaring of false prophets who would deceive the many, not the few, but they would deceive the many. And then he tells about wars and rumors of wars. And in verse 7, nation will rise against nation and kingdom, a different Greek word, certainly indicating alliances of nations or world war, kingdom against kingdom. And then there will be famines. A lack of food is going to be coming on this earth at the end of the age. 
It may already be beginning, actually, over in Russia and over, of course, of the terrible flooding over in Pakistan and many other parts of the world. We don't know if we're starting the final drought or famine, but this may be the beginning of these plagues. There will be famines and then pestilences. That means disease epidemics. Jesus Christ prophesied. If you look up in Revelation 6, it follows the same order of events, false prophets and then war and then disease epidemics. That's what comes next. Horrible disease epidemics are to come at the end of this age. Disease epidemics and earthquakes in various places, all these are the beginning of sorrows. They're not all going to hit right here first in America or Britain, but they're going to be all over. It says in various places. These things are beginning, and they will get much, much worse. Disease epidemics all over the world in the last days. What are we going to do when these disease epidemics hit? Think about it. Think of the masses of human beings who are right now starving or withering of starvation or suffering from diseases all over Africa, the Middle East, and Pakistan, and the terrible flooding they're having there, and all over this world. These things are beginning, and they're going to get much, much worse, I'll tell you in the name of Christ, because he says so here throughout this book, the Bible, as the massive diseases and epidemics prophesied by Jesus Christ and the apostles begin to occur, the doctors and hospitals, my friends, will be overwhelmed. They're good people. They mean well. They can often help you understand what you have and do certain things, but certain diseases they cannot completely heal, and they acknowledge that. We have to trust in God as the ultimate healer to go above and beyond what medicine can do. The medical authorities admit that many new viruses and diseases are constantly mutating that have no known cure, nothing. If Jesus Christ's inspired statements are true, then hundreds of millions will soon need help from these diseases all over this world. Does God's word offer this kind of actual help? Think about it. At this point, my friends, I want to offer you a very helpful and well-documented booklet. It's thoroughly explained from the Bible and other sources throughout this booklet. It will help many of you come to a new dimension of biblical understanding. This booklet is entitled, Does God Heal Today? Not back in Jesus' time. Does God Heal Today? It will be sent absolutely free upon your request. So call or write today and ask for your free copy of this vital booklet entitled, Does God Heal Today? This booklet will open your eyes to an important part of biblical Christianity, the original Christianity, true Christianity. So call the toll-free number on your screen right now. Just ask for the booklet on healing. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. 
Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, my friends, truth about divine healing. Again, think about the prophesied disease epidemics predicted for our time. The doctors and the hospitals will be absolutely overwhelmed. What should you do? What does God's inspired word tell us to do? Does it give us a clue? Does it give us examples of problems and how people are delivered from sickness and disease and stressful conditions? Yes, it does. Turn to Acts 8. Here the disciples were being scattered all over through terrible persecution. And notice what happened here in Acts 8 and beginning in verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. They noticed the miracles which he did because Philip who was acting as an evangelist, performed miracles. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of them. Demons began to come out of these people through the power of God. From many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Supernatural healing through this man who was not an apostle. And later on in chapter 21 of Acts, it still talks about him being Philip the evangelist, but not an apostle. So they were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Yes, there would have been joy because God was intervening, and what joy there will be for those who learn to turn to God when people are sick and suffering and dying all over, and the true people of God learn to go to the Creator, the real healer, the ultimate healer, and be healed supernaturally by God Almighty. This is what's going to happen, and I hope it happens to you. And God opens your mind so you can learn about what true Christianity is all about. And this is an important part of it, as you should see, as you see the examples in your Bible and what the true Christians and the true ministers actually did do. Notice back in chapter 9 of Matthew. Turn to Matthew 9, verse 27. When Jesus came from there where he'd been, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. So let's continue, Matthew 9 and verse 28. And when he'd come into the house, the blind men came, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, Yes, Lord. And he could see they had faith. They had the ring of conviction in their voices. Yes, Lord, they did believe. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be unto you. And their eyes were opened, And Jesus sternly warned them, see that no one knows that he tried to keep it quiet. But they had to have faith. Faith is a condition for healing. Think about that. God wants us to have faith. And he says that several times in the New Testament. According to your faith, be it unto you. Turn now, my friends, to Mark chapter 6. Mark in your New Testament. And this is chapter 6 now of the Gospel of Mark. And notice what it says here in verse 3. Jesus was coming back to his own home area where people took him for granted because he grew up there. And they said, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. 
Now, he could do no mighty work there. Here was the very Son of God, God in the flesh, Emmanuel. Is God interested in faith? You'd better believe it. He came back home, and they didn't have faith. They said, well, we just saw this guy grow up. Who is he? He could do no mighty work there, no special work, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And as you look back in Matthew thirteen fifty-eight, he said he, he knew that it was their lack of faith that was causing this lack of healing. Matthew thirteen fifty-eight, the same examples given there. They were not healed because they lacked faith. A little faith equals a little healing. Think about it. This is an important principle. A little later on, it shows how he sent out the apostles. And in verse 12, Mark 6, verse 12, so they went out and preached that people should repent. First of all, they preached the gospel, which involves repentance, being deeply sorry for having broken God's law, turning around and going the other way. That's what repentance means. Not just being sorry, but so sorry that you quit sinning and you go the other way and live the right kind of life. So they went out and preached the gospel and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. There it is again, the big three. Preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons. That's what they did do. That's what Jesus told them to do and what they did do over and over. And notice again, verse 13, they anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. The example is the laying on of hands and the anointing with oil. And God's true ministers will practice this. And God will back it up. And God has backed it up hundreds of times, thousands of times, tens of thousands of times. I personally have had many healings take place through my own prayers and the anointing with oil many times. And if we have time near the end, I can tell you about some of them. But that won't prove it to you. You'll have to see what the Bible says because there are people that hoop and holler and claim to heal and do not heal at all in many cases. And that often brings reproach on the whole topic of divine healing. The proof, though, is what God says and then begin to understand there are people that are genuinely healed. Turn to James chapter 5, verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Are you sick? Is anyone in the church sick? Let him call for the elders, the ministry, you see, of Christ, the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, in the name by the authority of Jesus Christ. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. That's a promise. The prayer of faith, not just any kind of prayer, the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if he's been committed sins, he will be forgiven. God will forgive the physical mistakes. It says sometimes that could be translated ailments. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. God does heal. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We have to keep God's commandments. That's what righteousness is. So the how and the when are up to God. God sometimes heals right away. Sometimes it's a few weeks later or months later. Some people he may not heal in this life, but he will heal them in the resurrection. You say, well, that puts it way off. No, the vast majority are healed, and it is God's will to heal in this life. Does your church have the ministry pray over people in this way for divine healing? 
Again, prayer and anointing with oil for healing are a vital part of the gospel. Jesus and his true apostles practiced this very thing. So should we. But my friends, faith is absolutely required. Remember again Jesus' statement, according to your faith be it unto you. Turn back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Read that verse carefully. You cannot please God unless you have faith. You've got to begin to study, to read this book, and to test God, to act on what he said, and see that God will back up his word. He will do what he has said he will do, and that is faith. God will heal those who put their trust in him. So without faith, it is impossible to please God because you've got to believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, not half-heartedly seek him, but go after him with every fiber of your being. Seek God with all your heart as these things begin to unfold and world events that we talk about, the massive prophetic events, my friends, that are beginning to shake the world even now and are going to increase and increase. Draw close to the God of the Bible. Draw close to the Creator, and God will bless you. God will heal you. God will deliver you. God will guide you if you seek him with all your heart. Again, my friends, be sure to call us or write us today and request this very important and revealing booklet that we've offered you earlier here. Get this booklet, Does God Heal Today? It will be sent absolutely free upon your request. This booklet will open your eyes to an important part of biblical Christianity, real Christianity. So take action and request this vital booklet, Does God Heal Today? It's absolutely free. Call the toll-free number on your screen right now. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just ask for the booklet on healing. That's all you need. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, notice the inspired example of using anointed claws for healing. Turn in your Bible with me now. Check me up. See what your Bible says. Turn to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19 and beginning in verse 11. Here's the Apostle Paul at Corinth. And it says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons, little claws, in other words, little handkerchiefs or aprons, were brought from his body. He obviously anointed them and prayed over them to the sick. And the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. 
So God healed people in that way. Rather than Paul having to travel all over to anoint people, personally, he just sent out these anointed claws. And we do that, and God's true ministers do that all over the world. If you wish to request prayer from God's true ministers for divine healing, then write us or call the toll-free number on the screen. Just tell the operator you're requesting an anointed cloth. Ask for an anointed cloth. That's all you need to do. Notice Hebrews 11:6 again, where God tells us that in the Bible, he says, it's impossible to please God unless you have faith. God tells us that throughout the Bible. You've got to have faith, faith in every part of your life. My friends, I've anointed hundreds of people. Many, many people have been healed through my prayers and through the prayers of other faithful ministers all over the world. I remember the particular example of a young student of mine, a young married student, his little daughter had spinal meningitis and was recognized and, and diagnosed by a medical doctor, not someone else, a medical doctor, as the fatal variety of spinal meningitis. And he came into class late one day and he apologized later. He said, Mr. Meredith, my little daughter is sick of my spinal meningitis. She's having seizures and convulsions. And the doctor says she's dying. Would you come and anoint her? And I did come out and anoint her. And I had a little daughter myself. It made me have greater feeling. And I prayed very fervently over her and asked God to supernaturally heal this little girl. She'd been having convulsions and shaking and so on. And her mother told me later she went to sleep soon after I left, slept for about 14 hours, woke up the next morning, wanted food, and was absolutely healed and was in church the following Sabbath. That was so encouraging to me. That little girl was supernaturally healed, and she was getting worse. Many, many other examples could be given, many others, and God will tell you about them in his word, and you see others' examples in this book that we offer, this free booklet, Does God Heal Today? Be sure and call or write us for this booklet and request this booklet because it's absolutely vital to understand this part of true Christianity It's a very important part of a Christian's life to learn to put his faith and trust in God. And I hope all of you will get this booklet and study it and be inspired by it. God will heal you if you put your faith and trust in God. In so many cases, as you learn to do your part, certainly take care of yourself and sometimes find out what you have. But if you find that it's best to put your faith and trust in God after you've done your part, Ask God and ask go up to go above and beyond what the doctors and medical professions can do. And ask God to intervene. God is your healer. God is your savior. God is your deliverer. Make God an important part of your life in that way. Learn to practice faith in every single aspect of your life so you learn to walk and live by faith. Faith in the God of the Bible. And my friends, tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you will gain precious information and event insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of Tomorrow's World. We also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight available on biblical topics. So be sure that you join us next week right here at this same time. See you right here next week. 
to receive this program's offer absolutely free. Or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.